0: Genuinely can't tell if that's good Well, well, well How are you? It's Aidan Jones And you're listening to Sitting Under a Tree For Tuesday, the 28th of February 2023 I am currently In a van In like the back, like a bed You know, in the back of a van Parked At a rest area Where the fuck am I? Like an hour out of is it Miljura? I'm in the middle of nowhere. An hour out of Mildura. Um it's eleven o'clock at night. I'm recording on a Monday. I just drove so um oh my god, it's so beautiful. Fuck man. It's nice and cold, the weather's perfect, I got no shirt on. I thought about recording this naked. <laughs> You know, I was just like, just to do it. (laughs) And I was like, would that be too much? Would that push the bounds of, you know, the intimacy of this podcast to a a new and unnecessary level? (sighs) I'm like leaning out the window right now. I'll tell you. here, I'm leaning out the window. I'm looking up. I can see the stars. It's really bright. I can see there's like a bit of cloud in the sky and then the stars are just like, I mean, I don't know how to describe them to you. You know what the stars look like. You're know, not a fuckhead, but, oh, mate, this is the best. This was the best idea. The only problem with this week's podcast is I don't have any tea. I'm drinking water. So I, uh, I was in Adelaide for the fringe last week, whatever. I'll probably talk about it in a bit, but, um, I did this thing. There's these, these transfer cars where car companies need their car from point A to point B and rather than pay someone to drive them, they offer their cars for free. So you drive it and you get it for free for a few days and you just have to pay for petrol and shit. If you were listening to the pod back in like November, December, I, uh, I booked one from Adelaide to Melbourne for two days. So from the 26th to the 28th, it's a camper van. I get this van for free, for free. I just have to get it from Adelaide on the 26th to Melbourne on the 28th. And then I was like having an argument with the lady cause of fucking whatever. Who cares? She like canceled my booking cause I didn't reply in time. But then I, I was, I was very proud of myself. I was very like, Empathetic and gracious. I think I really It was like I'm still really proud of that moment I, I, I can't be bothered going into it and explaining it again But go back and listen to the pod if you haven't and it was one of the pods around Christmas time I just fucking judo flipped her with kindness She was cranky and I could tell that she was just stressed and I fucking rather than reacting I was like, hey, you sound stressed. I'm really sorry. I hope you have a good day and she was like, oh, I'm sorry, here, I'll reinstate the booking. And, and you know, that was just an abstract thing that ha- I was like, you know, when it happened, I was like, oh, it doesn't really matter, but I just want that booking back. You know, like, it just was a thing that happened that wasn't really important. But on principle, I was like, no, I think I'm right, so I'm going to try and fight this. <sighs> and so when I got back, it reinstated with the booking. I was like, oh, well, you know, I win, I'm a legend. But now that I'm here, this almost, you know what? Nah. (laughs) Oh God, I'm such a sentimental fuck. I was about to say, this is almost like a reward, you know? Like a cosmic reward for like navigating the difficult emotional waters with that lady who made me feel like a piece of shit when she like basically yelled at me and accused me of like being incompetent. And I took that, and I turned it into kindness, and then she responded in kind, and then we just, we did good. We were two people who were angry, and then we diffused it. And, um, now, because I did that, I get to be in a fucking van in the middle of the, like, the Victorian countryside, staring at the stars. It's got a, it's got like a sky roof, you know, a sky roof. all roofs are sky roofs, you fucking stupid, no, 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 (laughs) Um, it's got one of those roofs where like there's glass on the roof, so you peel the fucking bit back, and there's, what's that called, a sunroof, but it's not sunny, it's a moonroof, if it's at night, and if there's no moon out, it's a star roof, (laughs) this car's got a fucking star roof, dude, and you, do, you don't even have to pay extra for this. It's a star roof, moon roof, sun roof, all in one. Things start get a bit violent. It could be like a bird roof. <laughs> <laughs> the kind of roof changes based on what you can see through the... Okay. <laughs> I had this vision before because, like, I'm out here and, like, I just feel like it's serenity, you know, like it's at any moment. I expect it to be punctured by some fucking <laughs> calamitous event. Um, and um, I, I've got my shirt off and I'm not wearing any shoes. Like, I've just got shorts on that I've been driving in all day. And uh, so I'm walking around. I, like, stopped the car here. I Firstly, I pulled off the road. So I'm... All oh, right, me, let me... Let me... Let me rewind. I don't know where to start talking about this fuck. I feel so good, man. I left Adelaide. Um, I uh, yeah, I got. I picked the car up on Sunday. Oh my god! Last night after my last show. Last show was good, by the way. Last week of shows, fuck whatever. Wednesday I had twelve in. Thursday I had five. Friday I had seven plus three artists. So like, not great. I was expecting the Adelaide fringe run to shoot upwards. On the trajectory following the opening weekend and then the first Tuesday, all six shows with like 40, 50 people. But Thursday, Friday, Saturday really broke me. And if I'm honest, I don't think I'm going to come back to the Adelaide Fringe again. Not like this. It just feels like pointless. Why am I paying the money to this Fringe to, in principle, have like a higher visibility in this closed marketplace of other artists? But actually, the people who are coming to the Fringe... They're not even looking for my show, you know, eh, it's fucking whatever. I, I reckon I can sell almost as many tickets myself and not have to pay a fringe and not have to do my show on a fucking three quarters of a shipping container with the audience sitting on chairs and the, on the grass. So yeah, wasn't super happy with the last week, but I don't know. I feel like I, was, I feel like it's just kind of it's, it's made me redouble my resolve to learn how to push my own tickets and, and tour myself but that's whatever. I got the car, did my last show. Uh got the car in the morning on Sunday, get the got the train and then like the bus out to Flagstaff Hill, picked up the car from the wherever and then um drove it back in, you know. Went for a swim in uh Tennyson Tennyson Beach, um came home, had a shower, did the show. Great. And then, uh, I was just hanging out with mates, went, saw a show, and went and performed at a show, like a late show, and then I had two friends who were, like, uh, comics from Brisbane who were like, oh, we're staying here, and I was like, whenever I have a car, I'm so keen to give lifts, because I always take lifts, and it just feels like I've never had a car, so I just, you know, it's like I want to give back, because I've begged so many lifts in my life. So, um, I'm like, yeah, man, let me give you a lift back. And they're like, oh, sick. And they were staying kind of near mums anyway. And, uh, and then I'm like, but I just have to go by my venue in Gluttony and pick up my stuff from the show, you know, like, cause I don't want to leave it there. Like I have to, you have to get rid of your shit. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah cool. And then as soon as I said that, I was like, wow, wait, there's two of these guys plus me. And this is a van with a bed in the back. So it's me and the driver's seat and then one passenger seat. So the other person is like just sitting on the fucking bed base in the back. And it was a guy and a girl and the guy, it, it, it was, oh, I can't be fucking saying who it was, but it was a guy and a girl. And uh, the guy was like, yeah, man, fuck yeah. He was doing a big old, I I, I loved it because I'm totally that guy. When I'm copping a lift, I'm like, dude, I'll fucking put me in the exhaust pipe, man. Fuck, I don't give a fuck Like, this is sick I just want the lift <laughs> I just want to be a part of it um, But, uh, so we do that We're walking for ages We get to the car um, And that, even then I just, I'm so self-conscious, you know We're walking to the car And in my mind They never said anything But in my mind, I'm like Oh, they're fucking They think we're walking too far They're so sick of this lift They're wishing they hadn't accepted it They, they wish they'd gone home on the tram Whatever Then, uh, so we get to the car. I see one car. I'm like, that's it. And then we get to, I'm like, that's not it. (laughs) Get on the street. Oh, it's that one. Fuck. Uh, Yeah. The one with the stickers on it of the company that I've fucking, (laughs) that I've gotten it from. Um, and then we get in, homeboy gets in the back and he's, I'm like, I'm sorry, dude. He's like, dude, it's sick. <laughs> it's so fucking cool. And then, uh, we go to gluttony. I park illegally and I go in, I went on my way into gluttony. Um, I didn't, I never got my gluttony pass. I got my other passes for the festival, but... I think my management didn't even know that you get gluttony passes. And I was like, you do. And they were like, oh, we'll get it for you. And then maybe I got it and I lost it. Or maybe they never got I can't remember. Whatever. It's not really that important. You get into shows just by... It feels at this point like you don't need a pass to get into shows unless they're like the big theater, circus shows, whatever. But it felt like people were so keen to fucking shift tickets at this fringe anyway. Even the big shows, I heard they were comping people out like crazy. So, you know, free tickets. Whatever. You just go up and go, hey, I'm an artist. Sometimes I had to show them like my flyer Most of the time they're just like, "You're cool, 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 yeah, 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 come in, come in, you know So, um I never had my gluttony pass, but it's like I did this late show And it's like 11, Um, on a Sunday And so I go up to the guy at the front And he's like, oh Nah, you can't go in I'm like, oh, I'm an artist, so I just have to get my stuff in my mind, I kind of half wanted him to not let me in because then I would have had an excuse for why I left my stuff there because I couldn't be fucked. I had a chair, like a single seat, like a, like an armchair, like a small armchair kind of thing, and um, my easel. Now, I do need my easel and the pictures, but I could not be fucked. I still didn't know what I was going to do with the armchair. But I was like, no, nah, it's me, and then eventually a staff member came and was like, oh, no, he's all good. I was so lucky because I didn't have my pass. I wouldn't have been able to get in get the shit bring it back and then homeboy in the back of the car in the back of the van i'm like I, I really didn't explain to them that i was gonna get a chair and put try and put it in the back of this car that it like didn't really look like it was gonna fit so we had to take half the stuff out and find fucking- <laughs> and like squeeze the chair in and then he was already uncomfortable now he's in the back and he's like pretzled up around this chair and i'm like i'm so sorry dude and he's like man i'm just grateful for the lift i'm like this is the worst lift you've ever had in your fucking life (laughs) you are cargo in the back of this van drop him off great feels good to give people lifts we're talking shit having fun great car trip then uh in the morning i'm not even rushing myself and that was this morning is that yeah fuck it's monday man it's been a long day i guess i woke up at like nine i went to the salvos i dropped the chair back off i bought it off the salvos for 20 bucks at the start of the run i went there and i was like do you guys want this back i don't need it no like oh, sick i was like that felt nice i took it to vinnie's first there's a Vinny's and a salvos next to each other and vinnie's was just closer to where i parked the car so I went to take it to Vinny's and they were like, nah, take it to Salvo's. And I was like, fucking, aren't you getting a little above your station? If anything, Vinny's is the shit one, in my opinion, because there's less of them. So I don't know. Do Vinny's think, is Vinny's better than Salvo's? What do you, any of you guys have opinions on that? You know what to do. Message in at sitting under podcast. And if you don't. I'm gonna drive this car into the fucking floodwaters on the Murray, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm gonna swerve headlong into a truck. Oh, if you're new to the podcast, it's a joke. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, there's trucks going by on the highway Fuck, this is sick So, uh Yeah, I dropped my thing off at the fucking at, at the at the working man's op shop The Salvo's The relatable op shop Not the fucking nose in the air Too good for you Better than Christmas Vinnies Fuck you I, sp- I spit all over Vinny's, man And then I get on the road and i uh, just driving. All I, all the plan that I had was I'm like, I just wanted to go up towards Renmark and then Mildura. And in my mind, I was like, I'll stop in Mildura and crash there somehow. I didn't have a plan. I started looking into campsites like in the afternoon, but I was like, I, don't, I got a fucking van, mate. I don't want to pay for a campsite. But I got to, um, I just, I like the idea of exploring South Australia. I'd never realized this, or I guess I just, I don't know the area, but like, check it out on a map, you know? It's like, rather than going Adelaide to Melbourne direct, you kind of take the northern route and you go to the, is it the, yeah, the Riverland in South Australia. So like, I go up, Renmark is on the SA side, Mildura is on the Victoria side, but other than that, they're in pretty similar country, except evidently Renmark has like 10,000. no. Wait, oh, let's fucking find out Let's find out Population of Renmark information from Wikipedia. Mm. Sorry, I can hear animals What do you fucking want? I just, I ha- I do have a fear This was what I was saying before I do have a fear That like A wild dog is going to come out and like maul me, you know? That would be pretty sick for the podcast, wouldn't it? I dare someone to make a better podcast. I'm in a van camping out in the middle of nowhere, and then a dog comes and it's recorded, and I'm like freaking out. (laughs) I'm like like, kicking it, and then I like slam the door shut, and it's like. It's like a banging against the window. What would I do? Would I sleep here or would I drive on? I'd probably drive on. I would, or would I just sit here and keep podcasting? That'd be the best episode ever. I hope that happens. I don't want to have to lose a leg though. Would I lose a leg if it meant that this podcast got a thousand listens? No. (laughs) No. I wouldn't do that. How about this? I thought of this before. Fuck, man. When I went for a swim yesterday, I can't believe how long ago that seems. When I went for a swim, um, I was out in Tennyson and it's like the dunes, you know, like you park and then there's still like a few hundred meters walk over the dunes. And I guess that topography continues under the water because you walk out into the water and it's like shallow and it goes down and up, and but you can walk out a long way. And so I'm just walking, enjoying the water, and the waves are coming. And uh, I just felt a little nibble on my heel, on my right heel, is where it was, officer. And fuck, man, I, ju- I really surprised myself with the sound that I made. <laughs> it's literally like. Ah! Ah! <laughs> Fucking, I am a little bitch. I it was the tiniest, most benign little nibble on my heel. Probably just a little crab saying hello. One of my little crusty brothers, you know. But it made me jump out of my skin. I've ne- <laughs> I was so scared. <laughs> oh, God. So, yeah, imagine that. But instead of a crab, it's a rabid dog. And it's just common for the car. It just that at some arbitrary moment, it just decides that's when I'm weakest. And it just fucking pounces. Nature's that's just scary as shit, don't you think? There's fucking heaps of stuff out there. Like, as a human, you know, we have mastery over the beasts on paper, sure. But, like, I think about, like fighting different animals sometimes. Like if a bird attacked me. I was I was down at Renmark today. No, it wasn't Renmark, it was Berry. I went to Renmark and then I went to Berry. And I was walking around the waterfront of Berry and I saw these ducks. And there was... One, I could see its tongue. It had its mouth open. I could see its tongue. There's something about that that was really nice. But there were these, like, four ducks that they kind of looked like maybe they were babies left over from the spring, but they'd kind of grown up. But they were still a little fluffy, but they were bigger. And I was like, I wonder what would happen if these ducks just attacked me right now. Like, I'm sure I could kill. There was the four babies and then one, and then there was another one. So six ducks. I'm confident I could... I could murder six ducks with my hands, but like, could I though, you know, like what animals would you confidently fight? Oh, this is brutal. Actually. I don't, (laughs) I haven't thought about this in years. Apparently this, this is from, I got to talk, I want to talk about indigenous stuff that I was thinking about today. And this is a, I haven't thought about this until right now and I can't believe I'm going to say it, but, um, when I was I went to school, there was this Indigenous dude called Conway in my school, and I remember once he told me, if you ever want to kill a dog, like if a dog is attacking you, you grab its two front legs, and then you pull them out, and its shoulder blade like it doesn't bend, they don't bend that way, so its shoulder blades like crush in and like it dies. Fuck. <laughs> I don't know if it's important that it was an indigenous dude who told me that. Like is that something that you learn when you live on country? I don't know. I mean, it might come in handy, I guess. Those are maybe those two facts aren't related, but there's a thing there's a thing that someone told me once and that guy also happens to be an indigenous dude who I went to school with. Anyway, so that's what I would do if dogs attacked. No, I wouldn't even know. I would be so fucking scared, man. There's no way I would <laughs> The presence of mind to grab at the front legs while it's lunging at my face. I imagine You grab its legs and then fucking Actually, how funny is this years ago when I was I went to Bolivia when I was 20 and I met this American dude called Scott who was the best I haven't spoken to that guy in years. We were real tight on that trip We just met and we connected, you know, we were we were we were fast friends as they say and I remember I, for some reason, like, I mean, fuck, that was like, I was only a couple years out of high school. So that fact about the dog, how to kill a dog, <laughs> That's a dingo, it's, it's a dingo, but they're just say, oh, whatever. You can't say dog. People don't want to know about how to kill dogs, do they? <laughs> a dog-like creature. <laughs> anyway, so. <laughs> Fuck man, this is so much fun. You guys having fun? I'm having the best time. The stars are out, man So, um Yeah on this trip at some point I guess that fact was just in my head and I told him and and we like we were just like That's fucking crazy. Like what is what a wild thing to now know, you know and uh, and then he told me when he was going back because he was american when he was going back to the states and he was in some airport and I think the story was that two people in front of him who didn't know each other had just met and they were talking about Australia and that one of them had just been to Australia, like they were in some line in America at the airport to get in a fucking security, whatever. And, uh, yeah, they were just talking about Australia and maybe one of them mentioned indigenous people. I don't know. But anyway, Scott just goes like just interrupts their conversation to be like oh yeah i met an australian guy actually just now while i was traveling and he said that a guy told him once that if you want to get if you get attacked by a dog the way you kill it is you grab its two front legs and you pull them out sideways and its shoulder blades go into its spine and it dies (laughs) he just told that to two people at the airport and they were horrified and that was funny to me When I was, I, you know what? I think that was funnier to me then than it is now. I mean, it's still, it's, to be honest, it's still really funny that he said that. But at the time I think I was angrier. So I was like, yeah, fuck them. Yeah. Ruin their conversation. Those fucking pieces of shit. Sick. You know? Whereas now I'm like, oh, that's, that's a pretty unhinged thing to do to interrupt someone's conversation, to tell them some psycho thing with the aim of like scaring them. I don't know. Anyway, so today, (laughs) I drove... I should have some water. Where's my water? God, I would have drank half the fucking tea by now, wouldn't I? Is that the title of this week's pod? I would have drank half the tea by now. Yeah, I think that's the title of this week's pod. Let me write that down. I would have drank half the tea by now. Half the tea by now I would have drank half the tea by now Oh fuck No I don't want to send a voice note I want to do voice to text I would have drank half the tea by now Is that a good name for the pod? So I set off Drove up and I just I was thinking about like my family's from South Australia Um, you know Farmers in the southeast and My grandpa the other day when I went up to visit my grandma and grandpa He was saying that some of his Side of the family Came from Renmark and they were like in In timber I think they were in timber I don't know Maybe I'm confusing stories but they were in Renmark Um And it just, I I guess I've just been thinking about like the continuity of cultures, the way that where you come from, like it really does. I think I'm resistant to the idea that where you come from has a huge impact on who you are and the way you turn out, because I like to think that I'm like self-determined and I have my own, you know, like that I'm in control of all of my shit, but I'm starting to like warm up and really enjoy the idea that like you just you're a product of where you come from and that's why it's important to know your history um, and learn about history and uh, reading that book I read this book last year the idea of Australia and uh, the author whose name I can't remember talks about in Australia we have this culture of denial of our history which is that we killed indigenous people. We came to this country and we fucking genocided the people that were here. And, uh, it's sad and it's shameful and it's awful and it's, it just, it sucks. But we got to talk about it because if we don't talk, it's a part of our history and it informs who we are. And to not talk about it is to try and deny a part of ourselves. And, um, yeah, it's just, it's just, it doesn't work. <sighs> so I went up to Renmark and I, I, uh, I stopped at a little truck stop because I was going to write my friend a letter that I did and then I sent. And, uh, I guess just uh, what got me thinking about indigenous people today was that I was writing this letter and I thought it'd be nice to say like, cause I was just like, oh, I'm here and I'm going up here and whatever. And I thought it'd be nice to say that I'm going to, and then the name of the country, and of course, dutifully, I've forgotten it, so I'm going to look it back up now. Um, Renmark Indigenous name. I just in in my searching when I was writing the letter, I was like, oh, maybe I'll. Um, Naralte, no, it's not Naralte. There's two words. Renmark Indigenous Centre. Oh, I'm sorry. You know what? I might not be able to find it while I'm on the podcast. Now, let's look. Renmark Indigenous name. Renmark apparently was a local Indigenous word that meant red mud. Indi- Redmark Indigenous people. Indigenous people's name. The traditional owners, the inhabitants of the Renmark Prangia Council were the Neralta. Maybe it was that. The Neraltae. But there was something else. So maybe it is. Maybe it's Norelte Country. Maybe I'm on Norelte Country right now. <clears throat> I'm a bit further. Hey, whatever, whatever. I'm getting off topic, sorry. So, uh, But I was writing that and I was like, oh, let, you know, let me find the name of the traditional owners. And then I was like, well, shit. Why don't I ch- use this little trip as an opportunity to try and learn about that? So I drive up to Renmark, and I'm there. I have a little coffee um go to this cafe have lunch and I I asked the lady who serves me I'm like can you any information about the indigenous history of the area like I would love to know if there's a place where I can go and learn about it so it was still like two o'clock I had the whole day I didn't really have any plans I just had another two hour drive to or an hour and a half drive to um Mildura and the lady in the cafe was like oh nah but maybe I'll get the other lady and she might know And then she comes back without the other lady, but she gives me this like pamphlet thing or not even like a kind of big, you know, like a glossy magazine type thing of the Riverland. And she's like, Oh, have a read of this. This might have some information. And we talked about it for a bit and she was like, yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Like I don't, I live here all my life, but I don't know, you know, where to find that kind of stuff. And I was like, all right, you know, that's cool. And then I read this Riverland thing and there's really nothing in there about Indigenous people. There's like in the art section, there's like two bits out of like 30 that are like, this is an Indigenous artist, but um, there's nothing about Indigenous culture or history. She did point me in the direction of the t- the town info center, but I went on Google, I had a little look around and I saw that the town of Berry, which is like a 20 minute drive back in the other direction, but whatever... There's like a series of like four towns in that kind of riverland area um, that are all pretty big towns, I guess. Um, So I drive back to Berry because I saw Berry had uh, like a big indigenous mural on their bridge that goes over the river, and it's supposed to illustrate some dreaming story, the local dreaming story of how the river was created. I'm like, that's cool. And there was also uh, a um, like a memorial to this guy Jimmy James. Jimmy Joe was it? Jimmy James? Let me check. Jimmy, Jimmy James, from Barry, who was a local tracker. Who was born in? Not really sure, but around the nineteen twenties, they couldn't pin down his birth date because the births weren't recorded. So, I was like, I'll go to Berry. So, I drive to Berry and I get out. I'm doing this nice walk. There's this like a walk along the river, and I go to the info center. Same thing. I asked so there's a couple ladies at the info center. I'm like, hey, do you guys know anything about the indigenous history of the place? Is there anywhere I can go? And one of them was just like, nah, I don't know. Which I was like, I, it's it's interesting, man. Like, I, I, I want to know. And I guess the narrative that I had in my head from reading the pamphlet and the thing, and then. I just had this narrative that like, no one knows and no one wants to know. And I think that was a little bit unfair because I'm a part of it, you know, like I'm in there going like, I bet these people don't know the history. And it's like, well, fucking, I don't know the history, you know, but I'm like, I'm a, i am like i am <laughs> aiii know, <laughs> I like, <laughs> um, Oh, that's what it was. Oh, my God. I hung out with my friend the other day, and I was telling her how funny my girlfriend is. And I said that that's a joke that me and my girlfriend make. or It's, it's her joke. Whenever you start talking about yourself, and you go like, I like, and she'll go, I like. It's <laughs> <That's> so funny. <laughs> Uh and then I was trying to tell her that I told him one of our jokes and and I couldn't remember what it was and I've just remembered now. Anyway, yeah, so I'm going into fucking I'm going in this town with this like attitude within myself that I was just like I bet these people don't know about the history, which is hypocritical cuz I don't know about the history. But anyway, so I go into the visitor center and yeah, the first lady just kind of fobs it off and then the second lady though, she was like seemed like really Like she didn't know anything really, but she really wanted to help me and she was engaged and I really loved it Like and we were she was like, oh now there's she was like telling the other lady She was like no, there's that place the there's the indigenous the center the thing the culture thing And it was like that's down the road and she like pulled out a map She was like get that map get that map And there's this other one here and there's the bridge and the memorial. There's those two things you could go and see and uh I didn't really get any new information. I, I I, just... They kind of pointed me. It was nice to be pointed in the direction of the things that I'd read about. But it was more than that. So cool to like... Because I felt like the reason I wanted to talk about it and uh, and just ask actual people... Is because... I feel like in the smallest way maybe... If I come to a town and ask the people who live there what the indigenous history is... Even if they don't know... They know that other people want to know and that might make them curious and then we can start talking about it because it is true What that lady said in that book. I gotta look up the name of the book. I can't be fucking talking about it without The idea of australia It's by julia. Shut up. It's by julianne Schulz. um And what she's talking about in the book about how we are so willfully ignorant of our national past and the genocide that is, forms a huge part. Like I'm walking along the waterfront in Berry and there's all of these, you know, every hundred meters or 200 meters, there's like a little thing that comes out of the ground, like a sign with like, you know, like a fucking weathered bit of text and some blurry pictures talking about how they like made the pumping station for the river and how there's like floods and droughts in the area. And then there's some local wildlife and some flora and, uh, it's all great. It's stuff that you want to know. And then like, you know, the history of like how the town was settled, but at no point on any of these signs, does it say anything about indigenous people? And it's like, so what, what was it guys? You just showed up here, and no one was there, and you fucking build a bridge and a pumping station, and... You know? Put a fucking plaque there that says about how everyone came, and they killed the indigenous people. Just fucking put it there. Because that's what happened. Fuck. It really sucks, man. If we could just... Together, everyone... White and black people, everyone in this fucking country, just start talking about it, then maybe it wouldn't be so fucked. You know, I was thinking about this today, because I've been talking in my show about how I'm, you know, I'm half Colombian, I never met my biological dad, and that on some low level, maybe that's that, that was one of the things that was painful for me growing up, that I used to drink to get rid of that pain, because... When you have pain, it's uncomfortable. You don't want to sit with it and you'll do anything to get rid of it or to feel better. And one of the things that I found to feel better was drinking. And it's not an acute pain and it's not something that's always, it's not something that's like that really hurts or that makes me cry, you know, like, but it's just there. The fact that the guy who was supposed to be my dad wasn't my dad. And every time someone brought my race up, it reminded me of that fact. And it just sucks. It's sad. It's awkward. It makes me angry. I feel a lot of different kinds of ways about it and um i guess i never grew up with the tools to deal with those emotions so when i found drinking i was like oh this makes me feel really good and then i don't need to deal with that stuff or face it i can just drink and laugh and make jokes and do dumb shit so i've been talking about that in my show and you know then like i i fucking read something today i can't even remember what it was but just about like the thing that we all know about how indigenous people were taken away from their families and grew up without a connection to their culture and their heritage. And it hit me. I'm like, holy fuck, man. I think I got a bad because I never met my biological dad. So like, you know, I can't speak Spanish that well and I don't know how to cook empanadas. These people were taken away from their family. Not only do they not know their languages, no one knows their fucking languages. The way that they used to live, it doesn't exist anymore. And they don't know who their families are All they know is that they were violently taken away from them And and the people who took them tried to extinguish their culture and their identity And I think I'm fucking drinking away some pain Like holy fuck man So yeah Uh, I don't know, I don't know so I went to the, it was really nice to talk. It's just, we we got to fucking talk about that stuff. I just want to talk about it. I don't have any solutions. I don't have any, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to fix it, but we got to talk about it. We just got to keep talking about it so that people know. And so like, I was kind of hesitant. I fe- <laughs> I feel like I'm a hero in a way. I don't know. I feel like I did the good thing today. I'm proud of myself. Because I did a small thing but it's easy to do And it's easy to keep doing as well Um, I don't want to talk about it all the time It's not my whole life You know like I don't want to be one of these fucking losers Who's like let's talk about it guys Indigenous people Like whatever You know I'm just trying to live my life and be happy But When you're travelling around the beautiful country That we're fucking lucky To live in it's like I was kind of, I felt awkward to go up to, I went I went up to two people today who I didn't know and asked them about the indigenous history of the place where they live. And both times it felt kind of awkward. And the person who I spoke to, they met the question with like, like they didn't really know, but then they were like, Oh maybe I should know. And the person at the information point especially was so cool because she was like, you're not the first person who's asked about that. People clearly want to know about it, and uh, and we should know more about that. She wanted to know, and she wanted to help, and that, that was really cool to have that moment with someone, because it made me a little bit, it made me feel less angry at us for our failure. Like, when I was walking along looking at all those signs, I was just like, we fucking suck, man. You know that we've just got all these signs up in front of the river, and... It's just about European settlement, British people coming here. And there's not a mention of like, we killed the, the fucking indigenous people. And it made me feel really sad and ashamed. And then to go into the information center and have this lady there to have like a good interaction with her and to see that she cared about it as well. And for us to both be like, I don't know, I don't know. And she was like, I don't know. And I was like, I don't know either. But to have that moment. To be like Yeah it sucks Hey But like It does It just It sucks That was really cool And it Kind of restored A bit of my faith In us To be like that. we are not You know We want to do The right thing Now I kind of I don't How the fuck Did they do that I don't know I kept walking And I went to the um, I went to the It's like a memorial For this Jimmy James II second. Guys, so he was like an indigenous tracker from the area and he uh there was one sign that explained about how he learned the like ways the traditional ways of like tracking using like animal footprints and like displaced rocks and like bits of grass to know what kind of animal it was what direction they were traveling in whether they were tired how long ago they were there And he used all of this knowledge that he had in conjunction with police from South Australia, Victoria, New South Wales and the Northern Territory over 30 years to catch criminals, to catch like, I think it was nine murderers, like people who were just rolling around killing people to find missing people. And um, his skills were like legendary in the area. And uh, I guess he died in, when did it say that he died? Was it 91? I think he died in 91. And they made just, like, this little area for him on the riverfront in the town. And it was beautiful. And I just sat there for, like, I must have sat there for, like, 45 minutes. There's, like, a big slab of rock with some stuff carved in that's, like, indigenous art, whatever. I guess it tells the story of his life. It just looked like pictures of animals and there was, like, a snake running along it. Um, But it, it felt like... They honoured this guy in a good way And um Yeah In doing that Maybe that's, that's a good Start for like a little Nod towards like hey just So everyone knows there were people here before Us for tens Of thousands of years and they really Knew what the fuck they were doing man Anyway I don't know mate All I know Is that I'm out here looking up at the stars and it's been like what 40 minutes i've been recording this podcast and it's it's only gotten better there's crickets i can hear them the clouds have kind of cleared up i can see is that the milky way that you can see when you look up at the stars i can see so many more stars now than i could before <laughs> Isn't it amazing? are we so lucky? That we can just... We live in a country where we can just get in a car and drive out here and see this, you know? And there's no people around. Fuck. I don't know what else to say. So, I think that's probably it from me. The picture this week will be, um, I got a picture, I took one picture today, I took a picture of the waterfront um, from near the spot where the Jimmy James Memorial was, it's just a nice picture, I don't know, <sighs> I hope you guys are doing okay, wherever you're at, I'm in a van in the middle of nowhere and I'm about to go fight some wild dogs, This has been Aiden Jones sitting under a tree, peace.